Good morning, you listen to FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Har. I'm at the NFA meeting last day, and I'm with Jay McDonald, the president of Custom Carpet Centers based in western New York State. Jay, how you doing? I'm great, Kemp. How are you? I'm good. It's good to spend time with you. You were on stage last night. i got to start with that. You're a guitar player. You ran into an old friend that was a band member, and you got up there and, and did a great job. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, that was really weird. It was uh, very serendipitous because I d- didn't really know. He- I knew he lived down in this area. I haven't seen him in 25 years, and I actually gave him guitar lessons on my front porch for several years back when he lived in my neighborhood. You're a colorful owner and family member of an eight-location flooring retail chain based in western New York State. You actually majored in advertising in college. Your dad had started this business in 65, and you and your brother continued to run it, right? That's correct. Let's talk about uh, how business has been through this crazy year, 2020. We were running a little bit ahead, maybe 4 to 5% ahead in January and February, and then when the dark days of March hit, we were forced to close for 10 weeks from like March 13th to May 24th or 5th, something like that. So... It was about 10 weeks of doing pretty close to zero retail business. We were able to get a couple of retail installations in, but you know, only for emergencies, uh, people that had babies on the way or were moving, moving an elderly relative into their house and things like that. So we took a chance on those. We maintained builder installations. Uh, our business is about maybe 20 to 25% builder work. We were able to continue to do, to do builder installations. However, as the bolt got ratcheted down by our governor, by the time we got to the middle or the beginning of May, end of April, we could only have one person in the house. So uh, putting in 200 yards of carpet with one person is a pretty good trick. I've only got one guy who's willing to do that. What would be a one-day installation became a two- or three-day, so that was difficult. We were also able to keep commercial business running. Uh, we weren't doing a lot of new bidding and things like that, but we did maintain uh, some installations uh, along that end, too. By the time we opened back up at the end of May, we ended up having to lay people off for about six weeks. We got some assistance from the government during that period of time, which certainly helped. But it pretty much started right back up as soon as we opened up again. I was very fearful that with Lowe's and Home Depot being open and being packed, frankly, that there would be a real loss of business. And I believe there was. But I think with everything driving everybody toward the home and not being able to go out to dinner and take vacations and things like that, there's a lot of disposable income out there. So it's been a really nice upward trend all the way since the beginning of June through and including this week. We've managed to recover pretty well. By the time we got to the end of May, though, we were only running at about 32% of last year's sales. We're still behind at this point in the year, but we've made up a lot of ground in uh, June, July, and August, and September. All right, so you mentioned that you're in three sectors. You, you, you know, builders, 25%, and then you've got retail and commercial. How, how does that whole pie shape out? Uh, retail is generally about 60 to 65%, and then com- commercial and builder generally take up about 35% of our business, depending on the year. If we have a great commercial year, it might be a little bit different, but that's about the way it settles up. You mentioned retail is very robust right now. Builder also very strong. Commercial is going to probably be weak for a little while, but there's a good chance this residential flooring business could go into next year, the strength of it, right? 
I think that's possible, but you know, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask here because when I was sitting in my office in the dark days of March, I thought something completely different than I do right now. So I think it's anybody's guess. To a great degree, I would say the signs point toward retail remaining strong for a while because of all the things I've already mentioned, but who knows? Certainly there's the uncertainty of the election, and I'm not sure how much of an effect that really has in the long run because... The uncertainty has been the last three years that that's been going on. But I think the signs point pretty well for retail, and even more so than retail, I think the builder business 2021 are going to be crazy because all the indications are right now, most of our major builders are reporting not being able to keep up with the demand out there. And that hasn't happened in Western New York in 50 years. So, All right, so let's talk. We've been to the NFA here. You've served on the board of the NFA in the past. Are you on it now? I'm not on it now. I'm sort of the historian of the NFA because I've been in it since 1993, and, and I take excellent notes. So a lot of times people ask me, well, when did this happen or when did when did that happen? But I was on the board three different times you know, since we've been members. We were the 12th member of the NFA. It started out with uh, with four people, and then like within six months it turned into the original eight. And then uh, we got in uh, as the 12th member. So I've I've been on the board longer than anybody. Uh, It's great now that people are rotating off. And that's part of the evolution of the group camp. There's no question that people are stepping up. And when board members rotate off, we got new blood coming on. And that's really great for the health of the group. So So I saw firsthand a benefit of being in this group. Yesterday at lunch, you're considering some changes in your operation, you know, around digital support, and you were getting coached by someone who had uh, analyzed some of that. So yeah. I, I saw a great conversation going on there, probably one of the biggest benefits of being part of this. I also noticed on your website you, you do some shop-at-home stuff too, right? We do. We've had a shop-at-home operation for a long time. We only run one van um, because I've only got one person who, who does the shop-at-home. But I would say a half to three-quarters of the shop-at-home leads that we get get peeled off to the store they're closest to. We cover about a 90 to 120 mile distance between our most northern store and our most southern store. So it's hard for one guy to get to all of those. You know, the leads come into my shop at home uh, guy and then he either takes them himself or decides what store they they get assigned to. But we've got a pretty good internal system for making sure that we're following up on those leads. And certainly they were up a lot more when we were closed. But we still get a pretty healthy amount of them uh, pretty much on a daily basis. So, Being an ad major, somebody who considered going to the advertising business, has that helped you position your brand to the consumers? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's no doubt. It, you know, just understanding how media buying works and how good layout and design. We did a lot of analysis of uh, statistics and all of that it has been applicable in all the years that I've been doing this. You know, there's, there's no question that it was very helpful. I think our ads look a little bit different than, you know, the average floor covering ad. We have a tendency to kind of all do the same stuff to a great degree, but we've always tried to, you know, put a little bit of a different wrinkle on it. And, you know, I think it shows up. I'm not saying it's any better or worse, but it's uh, but it's certainly different. So You mentioned the threat of the home center and the fact, you know, they were open. You think the viability of the uh, independent retailer is good for the long term? Do you focus on buy local, buy from family owned, that kind of thing? We absolutely do. We we make a big deal of buy local. In fact, when we were closed for 10 weeks, we continued to do some advertising. We did a major email blast to our entire customer base. 
It had the word important on the top of it in very, very large letters. And basically what it was was a wait-to-buy local type of promotion. Just as an example, you could buy a, a coupon uh, for $500, $2,500, or $5,000. You didn't need to use it right during that time. But if you if you waited to use it until we got back open again, if you bought the $5,000 coupon, it was worth $5,700 in the store. $25 was $3,000. It incentivized people to, to wait. And I, th- I you know, and, I, and I, it had a nice effect, you know, not only on customers buying those coupons and bringing them back in, but it also had a really positive effect on our sales team because I think they saw that we were really, really trying hard at a period of time when we, when we were struggling to, you know, try to build a base for uh, bringing people in after the doors were open again. All right, Jay, well, I appreciate you spending time with me and our listeners. Again, been talking to Jay McDonald, the president of Custom Carpet Centers, an eight-store chain of flooring retail stores in western New York, and you've been listening to Kemp R. and FloridaLady.net.